very high quality sound actually i'd say i'm, yeah, I'm impressed yeah um all right we are a legit podcast now we uh through the uh through oh henry on itunes oh henry the official title potentially the unofficial potentially. official title for now yeah i would agree hopefully there's no copyright infringement issues with um unnamed company that Unna- might an unnamed chocolate company that might uh get offended i think that would only come into an issue if we ever actually blow up yeah which, if we were to uh, get famous which uh probably it's not gonna happen but hey you know you never you never really do know no absolutely not and that and that by that point we will probably have a different name yeah at least or maybe the o henry podcast you know yeah the o henry show or something yeah, like that that'd be kind of you know? kind of cool and you know what worst comes to worst Maybe we'll have uh, a big net worth of like three mil, and we're just gonna settle in court with them for like six hundred thousand dollars. And you know what? It'd be a pretty big dock, but once they're on top, <laughs> I'm like I'm like six hundred thousand. That's not that's no petty change. That's like. not petty change, especially in only comparison to three mil. But like you know what? If you pay it out of the way there, I know Henry's like, all right, you guys just go do your thing, and then they just let us do it. You know? I guess then. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd be making money. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. We just uploaded, so obviously haven't had a listener yet. And uh, we uploaded Untitled Podcast number two as the first. Because uh, the first podcast we made at this point is probably almost irrelevant uh, in what we talk about. It was yeah. a lot of more sports and wasn't really just random stuff. Yeah, I mean, and sports is tough to, unless you're right on the ball, it's hard to kind of... Got to release like right out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, everything's irrelevant. Yeah. I agree. Um you asked if I was sore. I'm really sore. My legs are like so sore. I went to the gym, um, well, yesterday and the day before. And the day before, I did legs. And you're Dude, just feeling it. For some reason, my legs hurt more than my upper body today, which is weird. Usually, second day after is really? usually more sore for legs. That's weird. Yeah, it is interesting. I feel like I should just get a nice stretch in today at some point, and then yeah, good that call. Might, that might kind of. I uh, actually I stretched so hard yesterday that my abs cramped and I looked like ridiculously ripped. I got home and uh, whatever I was in just laying in bed and I was like I'm gonna try to touch my toes and I like just bent down as far as I could bend and but when I like sat back up it was just like super crampy and really? it was just like I looked absolutely ripped though it was kind of sick. Have you did you do the the downward doggy stretch that's a good one for core to really stretched out and I did not a good. But uh, it's like the yoga pose, you know, the one that you see all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, well, I know about it. I, yeah, yeah, I've definitely yeah. done it before. I just didn't. didn't do it. I, I love doing that one. I do that almost every night. Wow, stretch. Good for you. I'm trying to stretch more. I mean, same here. It's, I, uh, I can touch my toes now, so that's awesome. I'm not even close. I've never ever been close. If uh, it's honestly, um, I'm not gonna lie. The first time I ever did it, I was stoned. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest and. Um, I Fair just, enough. like, kind of sat on the ground, and I was like, I'm just going to think really hard about this, and then I'm going to do it. And I closed my eyes. Oh, sitting you did it? Yeah, I sat down, extended my legs, and uh, I just closed my eyes, and went, like, in 10-second increments, and just went an inch further, yeah, yeah. and then an inch yeah, further, yeah, and for yeah. some reason, my body just kept on going, and then next thing you know, I was at my toes. Yeah. It's that, it's that, your body, you just gave your, your body enough time to relax in order to... Yeah give it a nice bit and then just went mind over matter and just what, went at it how'd you feel the next day fine really like normal i didn't feel sore it didn't you, feel anything could you touch your toes again afterwards because um, i find that some days some days i'll be stretching and i can go super far and i'm like wow this, like, this is sick i'm making progress 
the next day I'm like three steps back. It's like two steps forward. Yeah, I feel like it definitely depends on the flexibility of your legs for the day. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't notice anything too bad. I think it depends on if you're active. I find that whenever I'm, my body's like moving around for a little bit. Much more stretchy. Yeah, it gets a, little, a, lot, a lot stretchier. It's oh, probably better to stretch sure. at that point anyways. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, the chest, chest is feeling tight. And, and uh, so is the back. That one back exercise we did killed me there. Yeah, rose. Yeah, absolutely. That's that probably right. One. Those muscles, eh? Oh, yeah. 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 I was feeling it this morning. I was lying in bed, and I was like, wow. This is Damn. Tough. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I did shoulders today at the gym, actually. That was nice. It was... Um, it's always interesting doing shoulders because your arms just feel so dead afterwards, and then you don't really notice it until the next day. I find. For is myself. it like is it like a, a thirty minute dead arm period, and then you're kind of back to normal yeah. until the next day? I wouldn't even call it thirty minutes. Like it's like for probably ten to fifteen. By the really? time I leave the change room of the gym, it feels like I didn't even work out. Hmm. But then the next day, I'll be like, oh, like everything's just tight. Yeah, yeah. It's not, and it's not even like it's sore. It's just everything gets tighter almost, yeah. which is weird. I. Uh, Yesterday when I left the gym, I actually was super paranoid. Really? You know how there was that fire drill? Yeah. There, so there was a fire drill. Yeah, I know, it locked us out. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was locked outside of the change room. Everyone was locked out. I saw you, actually, but you were turned. You were you're heading into into the... And I was, like, putting on my sweats in the corner. <laughs> and so we had... Yeah, so I, like... I, I'd put my things in the day-use locker, and I went to go grab it. And as I was grabbing it, a security guard walks by. And in my jack... Like, the jacket kind of stinks, if you know what I mean. Like, and um, <laughs> and so I'm walking out, and then all of a sudden I hear the, these beeps, and like everyone's literally out. threw me for a loop. And I'm I'm sitting there, I'm like, why? Like, what? What is the security? Like, what's going on? And I'm sitting there, paranoid as hell. And um, she walks by me, and I was like, oh gosh, she knows, she knows, right? And I get down, and everyone's sitting there, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? I'm, like, shaking. Plus, plus I've just had this huge arm workout. My arms are, like, shaking just regardless. Like, no, I'm, like, seriously sh- sitting there shaking, waiting for this fire alarm to go off. And I had no idea it's a fire alarm. And uh, finally, it went off. I threw my stuff on, and I'm like, I'm out of here. I got to go right away. I got like, dip. I was so scared. And uh, I caught my bus right away. And then, well, actually, I saw you. Yeah, yeah I saw you there leaving the bus. And, um... Yeah, but that was, like, scary for a split second. I was like, as soon as the security guard walked by, I knew something. <laughs> Something's going on here. Uh, I felt like I knew. Obviously, nothing, everything was fine. But, And there was some Russian guy talking in front of my locker. He was just talking on the phone in Russian, and he was, like, almost sobbing. Really? Or, like, his voice sounded like he'd maybe just finished crying or something. Hmm. And But it was in Russian, so I couldn't understand him. But um, any any relation to German in any of the words or no? Uh, no, not really. Hmm. Like it, they're pretty uh, pretty pretty different. They're pretty. I mean, net nine. Like the, yeah, I don't know. Like, actually, I again, I haven't or I haven't done too much research into Russian. Last night at at the escape room, there was a, a German group. Oh yeah, yeah. Were you talking? Yeah, about? I was speaking to them in German. There was actually a microphone in that room, and so I was like. I was, like, t- giving them hints in German. It felt really cool. And then, so, I wasn't actually supposed to be helping that group. I was supposed to be helping another group. But I you was just like, I was like, yo, can I, can I help them? They're speaking German. Because he, the, the guy who was supposed to help them, he's like, I don't know if they're speaking. They're like, these are these guys Amish? <laughs> and <laughs> I look at them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're speaking German. That's funny. Were they, like, Hutterites? Or were I they? think they might have been, there might have been some Hutterite connection there. Because one woman was wearing a, uh, a typical getup. Yeah, the typical, and they looked like farm boys. 
but oh, they were yeah. speaking German. They seemed fine. They seemed like nice guys. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I spoke to them. They thought it was funny. And then the guy's like, yeah, that, they started speaking to him in German. And he's like, yeah, that wasn't me. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's fun being able to flex a different language. You're going to be able to flex a bunch of different languages soon. Eventually, hopefully. It was interesting, actually. I went to the Spanish club before I left today. And uh, obviously, like, I can't communicate it back 100%. But it's cool being able to walk into that club now and, like, hear all the different conversations going on and at least know the subject of all the conversations, you know? Like, I can, it's not like I walk in there clueless, and it's like, yeah. nice. You feel much more calm and confident in yourself in those situations, which is really cool. It's interesting. I think the Spanish club and the German club are very different. I think so as well. Because you walk in the German club, no one's speaking German. They're yeah. all speaking English, or not at all. It's quiet. It is very like the quiet Spanish club is like an absolute party all the time. Honestly, they just, like, rip loud. No, like, nothing bad against it at all. Like, it's a good no, time. It's not, it's, it's cool. It's yeah, awesome. They rip like Spanish music and are just like speaking to each other in Spanish, whatever, maybe studying together. But I would never study there because you definitely get nothing done because you just talk and talk to people. <laughs> and Spanish people love to gossip, eh? Big gossipers, actually, yeah. So I wonder, like, I better be. Uh, do, are they close with each other, the people that go to the Spanish club? Like, do they know each other? Yeah, or is it there's like a like, bunch of random no, people there's that a come couple, together? There's some that are they're... random, but then there's also one that's like, there's a pr- they're a pretty good friend group there, but they. Yeah. Uh, they definitely like don't have beef, but there's definitely gossip between yeah, them here and there yeah. for sure. Well, I, that's interesting to think that you could have like a, a whole different friend group at a club, you know? Yeah, like a university club. Yeah, it is very interesting. I, w- I might look into some clubs at the university next year and uh, see, uh, or even this next semester, see if t- to get involved. Either that, or maybe in like a uh, like a committee or something. Yeah, I'm actually the social media coordinator for student accessibility services starting January mm. 2020. You, you'd probably see them in Drake right now. The people selling cookies or the Shinerama or something. Shinerama. Emily's boyfriend, Corey, is actually part of Shinerama. Yeah, I think I might join that. One of Katie's good friends is, is part of it. And uh, it seems like they, they're out there for a good cause. So. Yeah, and they do lots seems of fun like stuff. Yeah, they, brought an like al- they brought an alpaca. To yeah, exactly. It seems like they do a bunch of fun ago. things. So yeah, it'd be kind of cool to, to be a part of I that. I could talk to you to Corey. He's like pretty good in there. Yeah. I'll uh, I hook you, set you up. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Any weekend plans? No, it's uh, going to be a pretty quiet weekend. Which pretty is, dead, eh? Which is honestly kind of nice. I have nothing today. I have to go into work at sometime after 8 p.m. Tomorrow? Today, actually, today. to uh, just uh, make sure make sure I can confirm and see what I'm doing tomorrow morning because I work from 8 a.m. to 11. Never yeah. done that before. Uh, find out what I'm supposed to do there, and then uh, that's it for Friday night, Saturday night, my native class dinner. Where's so, that? I think at university. Get to go to university and speak to fluent, original native speakers of Michif, which is the language I'm learning in native How studies. How many of those speakers are, are, are left? I think there's less than a thousand, actually. So just a handful, eh? Just a handful. Like it's they, it's. I think that's honestly the biggest reason why it's offered as a university course with a lot less graded things than usual because they're just trying to revitalize the language and incentivize literally everybody and anybody to learn it because they just want to they don't want the language to die and if if anybody learns it eventually there'll be someone who comes along with a big interest and might they might be able to spark something yeah exactly yeah. i actually went to high school with a uh, a guy who ended up learning cree and is making an app for cree now to learn it as well and he's working with people in manitoba and people in norway house to try and 
spread that language. And I think that's really cool for indigenous revitalization, actually. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my dad's, or the, the company that my dad works for, ABTN, they do a, they do a, a really good job of that. Like they, so they, on their live streaming uh, site, you can filter by language. And they have so many different languages, like Cree, like anyway, like all the other ones um, that you can really think of. I don't know really any of them yeah there's but many there's like so many different options and it's kind of cool um that all these kind of almost hidden languages are kind of broadcasted now yeah and being put out there it's really good yeah and awesome actually and it's really cool because so many of the indigenous languages like relate very closely yeah yeah. so i know there's like some people in my class who if they know another native language they can kind of base their response off of that and uh, it makes sense which is awesome yeah and then the other part of Michif is French, which is nice because I have a pretty basic understanding of that. So yeah. it connects as well. It's pretty cool. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, language is really interesting. I'm, uh, I, uh, I'm really lucky to, to have been exposed to a second language early on. I think everyone should be. I think so as well. Yeah, I, um, I think it really should be mandatory. Coming out of Gimli, I really was never around much of other language besides like Icelandic here and there but it was never really pushed to learn and I honestly I wish I could have been pushed to learn something like I didn't even really realize or recognize I should learn another language until I was in like grade 11 and then I jumped on Spanish and like I'm doing pretty good just doing it on my own yeah I'd say compared to what it could have been but I definitely wish I could have jumped on earlier Spanish is a good one that's a good one to learn because that can be used very common knowledge it's in North America. Yeah, pretty uh, North American wide. That's a pretty good one to know. Um, yeah. I think, I think I do want to learn either Japanese or Mandarin in my lifetime. Yeah, that's a goal. That's uh, I think that's a par- kind of like a, a long term goal because that's not something you could just pick up in a couple of weeks. That's like a, a like a year long. I'd say couple, longer than couple a year. year long process, and you have to be pretty dedicated to that. Yeah. So I don't know exactly, if and when that will happen but I'd like to good for you that'd be cool I think I think it would be really cool I think it would be honestly extremely difficult just because there's so much those languages are really tough totally different and it's like a completely different world yeah yeah which um, and then you have to learn a whole new structure of speaking and all that can and enunciation even yeah enunciation or even being I think they have it's it's a tonal language so it is much more tonal based on how you say what you say that changes it a lot. Yeah, and it can change the whole aspect. Yeah, and so that's kind of, that's interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be really cool to learn. Um, I hope, especially maybe even one day when I'm a retired old man, just to be like, you know what? I'm going to fly to Japan and... Uh, take a couple courses. Take a couple courses and see what I can do. <coughs> Say you go for a couple months. Yeah. Probably pick some stuff up as well. You might not be able to speak it perfectly, but you don't have to. It's not like you're doing it for like a professional pursuit. No, absolutely. Unless you want to learn it, unless you do want to do it for a professional pursuit. Because there's lots of programs. I was looking into it a little bit. If I, I could probably get a, some sort of bursary for me to go there for a year to learn Japanese. And then once you have an English and Japanese knowledge, and spans a big horizon. Yeah, like I, I would easily be able to get a job there if I learned Japanese. Like I know that for a fact. I think. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, it's actually very interesting. Kind of you and me have talked about it, but um, if you know English and then a country's yeah. native language, yeah. you are instantly more valuable. <laughs> instantly more valuable to like having a combination involved. of English and that language. Just yeah. 
just changes things actually it's really cool yeah i agree and it's also interesting seeing how i don't know if it's good or bad but like english is slowly becoming more and more universal universal yeah. which is like nothing ever against other languages at all like i think more people should learn them as well but it's like interesting that there's almost like a common denominator between most people these days and that being english in some at least way. a basic knowledge yeah. of english yeah yeah, it's almost it's almost slowly becoming what Espinerto was planned for the world. Is that what it's called, Espinerto? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm sure, for sure, because I I know, was on I, know, I, know, I know it was Esper something. I didn't know it was Esper. No. Espinerto. Espin. It's there's no way it's called Espinerto. Esperanto, dude. Esparto? It's 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 no. It's Esperanto. It's that one, yeah. Esperanto. Sorry. I wonder, do people still? talk in Esperanto I'm not sure I would love to see what are the what do they all combined in it like let's just learn spoken here. by 2 million people as a second and as a second language in 115 countries Central and Eastern Europe in East 115 Asia and countries weird but only two pe two million people speak it so not very does anyone actually speak it let's see here Native-born Esperanto speakers, 1,000 people speak it, 10,000 are fluent, 10, 10 million. million have studied it, wow. But 10 million, that's still pretty small. In the grand, like, 10 million is not but this a language, lot of people for... But this language never had any traction. No, which is weird, because it could have. It could have, yeah. It was a, it was a, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, but not a great idea. I guess... Not it, a great idea I either, guess it depends yeah. what you want to value in a society. Do you want to value cultural? Yeah, exactly. Culture, I feel like you it, want to value it potentially tries to remove so much culture. But that could also remove a lot of conflict. Yeah. Which could also... Uh, I don't know. It'd be yeah, I guess, look at here, the, here they say, uh, neutral. Unlike most language, Esperanto does not belong to a specific country or ethnic group. It is politically and socially neutral. Absolutely. Not the tool of any nation. Which is interesting to say the least maybe once maybe once we all become a maybe once we all are controlled by one country one day we'll all learn esperanto and that's the way it will work just everyone just speaks esperanto for a while could be that or it could be whatever the country or yeah probably whatever country <laughs> probably china at this point yeah I mean, uh right. talking about that tiktok thing did you read that news article i didn't read the cbc article but i i'm, I'm assuming it's exactly what we were talking about yeah and I'm it was still, actually uh, it was the girl who created a makeup tutorial video yeah. and instead of makeup she talked about china um with their the hong kong protests not the hong kong protests it was um the sorry democracy not anti-democracy it was their concentration camps oh. thing and she just uh, talked about it yeah and then tiktok um, it removed it from tiktok completely yeah it's uh, the shadow banning on tiktok is pretty real like um, anything that has to do with the Hong Kong protests or anything related or that's negative yep. towards the Chinese government is immediately banned, or taken off, or just like yeah. people can't see it. Like it just just doesn't show up for people. Yeah, here. Sorry, this is for you podcasters. This is the full title. Is her TikTok video was disguised as a makeup tutorial. Instead of curling her lashes, 17-year-old Feroza Aziz encouraged viewers to look into China's treatment of the. Uyghurs, a Muslim ethnic minority group, and talked about the whole concentration camp. Video racked up millions of views, but then it disappeared. Weird. TikTok, I deserve answers. What are you trying to hide? She tweeted. 
TikTok removed the video, temporarily blocked her from posting, and it only added to suspicions about the Chinese-owned <coughs> app censoring contents on behalf of the Chinese government. And TikTok blamed it on human moderation error and said the video should not have ever been removed, which is interesting. And they put the video back up, apologized, and reversed her ban. Interesting. Which is interesting backtracking. But who is, who, is, uh, who owns TikTok? Which, what's the Chinese company? Um, that's a great question. We should jump into Google and see what that says. Because I would love to also know. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting what people kind of don't realize when, when they agree to those terms and services of, of the app. Especially because, TikTok. Like, the Bite app dance. has the right to do that, technically. ByteDance. One billion dollars. To purchase music.ly. And Musical, that's yeah. where... Um, yeah. And TikTok was born. That's where TikTok was born. And it's not uh, available in China. Isn't that interesting? Where the servers are based... That's because they they don't like, want it. They don't want people to be seeing that. Yeah, they I think I think can't. so much social media and so much shit is so degrading and honestly contributes to so much stupidity in society. And China's just like fuck that. Like we don't want our people to get stupid. I don't think that's the reason at all. I think I see where you're coming from, but I think I disagree. I think that although there's too much on. negative backlash against China on social media, there and they don't want people to be that's to be exposed, exposed to that. that. That's a good point as well. It's almost a form of slander not towards sla- the Chinese uh, government. Slander. What's a uh, what's uprising, th- revolt, <coughs> revolution? No, not revolt. What's the like Hitler? Unrest. Hitler started a propaganda. It's almost like anti-propaganda, like, negative propaganda, or like would be. not even negative. Like just like it's like not exposing them to negative. I don't even know that. No, propaganda. That's not the right word for that. Well, it wouldn't be that. propaganda, but um, what's Douyin? Is that the Oh, do you in the Chinese version of TikTok? Which is probably their moderated. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's very, very clear what you can and cannot. I think post everything. On I think every. Mia Khalifa. Why is she? It's the hit or miss. The hit or miss. I guess you never miss, yeah. Mia Khalifa. Got a boyfriend. That? I bet he doesn't kiss ya. That's so funny. She used to have a boyfriend. I don't know if former she Former pornographic actress. I don't think That's she's former funny. anymore. I think she, she started is, up no, again. No, 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 no. She's out. She was out. I thought she started again. No. You no. know, she, she came out saying she only made like $10,000 in like her whole career. Well, yeah, because she was so tiny and then or, like she was <laughs> small and then all of a sudden those videos, I, I know you watched that video. Like that, the, the, like that blew up, you know? Which one? She's got a couple of videos that blew up, honestly. They have millions and millions of views. <laughs> I respect the game. Like she's a bit. Although I think she gets hated on a lot. Like I think everybody gets hated on a lot. Yeah, but especially her. Like she's like. Well, yeah, it's not a profession. people rip on her. She goes to the Washington Capitals games all the time. Yeah, she's a big like, capital fan. She's a That's huge awesome. Fan, and people like hate on her for yeah, it. Like, yeah, what is she's just trying to grind and support her city. Yeah, she is. She's trying to be a public figure, and people are hating on her. People for are it. hating on her for it, and I think they should. I think that's a bad way of looking at that kind of profession. Although it's like not a typical profession. Um, and a little maybe it's to some it's a little uncomfortable to talk about and stuff like that but that's a legitimate profession nowadays is to like kind of sell yourself online like a lot of people do it you could think about twitch streamers think about it's a sin i would i would argue that everyone sells themselves okay yes 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 yes. i agree i agree but i would argue that it's a successful profession Maybe not necessarily a legitimate profession. I think it's legitimate. I think it should be. I think it should become more legitimate. But look at the long term, look at the long term projections for that like job market and what you're doing. 
long-term projections. You get a boob job and you're in the game for 40 years. I wouldn't say 40 years. I'd say you're peaking right around 32, 33, and then you're probably falling off and you're on a steady decline. Until, I guess it depends how hard until you, you're, you you're end willing up being to like grind. a Walmart worker, you know? I think it depends how hard you're willing to grind, literally and metaphorically. Get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I get yeah. it. Um, I think that for some people, it's like luck. It's all like who who it sees you luck, and absolutely. like and stuff like that. I, Networking. I think um, similar. I think it should be like a, for sure. I'm glad that it's legal, and I'm. I think, yeah, I think that it shouldn't be hated on it or like such a taboo thing. If it's such a although huge I, I think it's moving away from being taboo very much so, especially if you look yeah, at like I Twitter agree. culture nowadays. Dude, I feel Twitter like all you see on Twitter people is like, I'm going to sell men pictures of my toes. And that's all girls say. <laughs> <laughs> or like, who wants to be my sugar daddy? Like, I, I feel like I see those tweets all the time. If I was a girl, I probably would too. Yeah. Send a picture of your feet. What, Capitalize. What connection do you have from that? They don't Capitalize. even see your face. Like, yeah, make some money. Why not? But we are approaching the 25-minute mark. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, good luck to Mia Khalifa and all her endeavors. And uh, good luck to TikTok, Hong Kong, everybody. Yeah. I don't know about good luck to TikTok necessarily. I feel like they might. I mean, I hope I, I hope the best. It. I'm an avid user. I uh, I'm not as much, I'm not as avid as you are, but uh, I was on it for 20 minutes this morning. I uh, we might go stalk Mia Khalifa's TikTok account now. All right, uh, no, we see won't. you guys later.